Are you looking to start a podcast? Yes! Then see this episode's show notes for our unique promo code to get up to two months of free podcasting service with Libsyn when you sign up for a new account. Get your show on Apple and Spotify. Get helpful audience building stats and all the support you need to sound your best. They can even do video. Bring your podcast to life and have your voice heard here, there, and everywhere with Libsyn. Again, see our show notes for our unique Libsyn promo code and get podcasting. Hello, this is Tom Brevoort. You are listening to Into the Night, the Moon Knight podcast. Yes, welcome back, Looney listeners. You are listening to Into the Night, the Moon Knight podcast. This is episode 343, and you're with your high Ray. Hello, I am flying solo. I am in the city of the dead by myself. Uh, Rebecca will be returning, don't worry. Uh, she'll be back for a continuation of Jed McKay's run, but I thought since... We are a little behind, would like to do a bit of catch-up, so I'm just recording this uh, shortly after our discussion, or the discussion I had with Rebecca for, for Moon Knight 28, uh, but like I said, uh, this is, well I don't know if I did say it or not, but this is a, uh, a solo discussion on Moon Knight City of the Dead, issue 5, it's the, the finale to uh, proposes. Uh, really fun, really different Moon Knight run. So we'll get to that. But first of all, of course, thank you, a huge thank you to all our Patroonies and our Loonies as well. Thank you for for keeping the the lights on in the the Temple of Conchu in the uh, ITK Facebook group and and Discord and other social channels. It's very very well appreciated. Like. Like we said in the previous episode, uh, I've just been a little bit quiet over the last month or so, but, you know, life does uh, kind of throw things at you that you, you just have to kind of take a step back and you've got to, um, to prioritise where you need to. But, but as I've always said, very happy um, to, to be back and um, there's no intent to give the game away or anything like that um you know with with things in life that that come up and it's certainly um you know certainly different situations uh there might not be a chance to regularly um release episodes on like a weekly basis but uh, you know we'll try our best um and i certainly hope to to get to some sort of regular uh, regular recordings, regular discussions, as, as long as, you know, there's great Moon Knight content coming out, so, um, yes, there will definitely be more episodes, hopefully, as we hurtle towards the end of the year, but having said that, of course, I mean, it's only just myself here, I'm on a couch here, I've got no video, I'm just kind of taking it easy, I've got mic in hand, got a copy of City of the Dead issue 5 so what I want to do is just go through it give my thoughts as as usual as per any moonshine Um, and we do have some feedback as well so always excited to uh, shout out some loony feedback what what you guys thought of the the issue as well Um, 
So yeah, let, I mean, let's do it. Let's uh, hit into our moonshine for proposes finale to City of the Dead. Right, so here we are. Um, as I mentioned, City of the Dead issue five release date twenty twenty um, second of November twenty twenty three with a cover date of January twenty twenty four. This final issue is called Vengeance Never Dies, and uh, uh, writer David Popose, uh, penciler Marcello Ferreira, uh, inker Jay Lyston, color artist Rochelle Rosenberg. Letterer VCs Corey Pettit, um, with the cover art by Rod, with cover art by Rod Reyes, and uh, we do have a couple of variant cover arts uh, artworks or <laughs> covers, variant covers by Jan Bazeldua and Federico Blee, and there's one by Phil Noto as well. Uh, we have editors, assistant editor Martin Byro, associate editor Annalisa Bisa, editor Tom Bravort. So yeah, I mean this is as I mentioned a very different. Moon Knight issue, uh, sorry, a very different Moon Knight miniseries with uh, David Propose. And if you've not listened to it, uh, go check out our discussion with with David a couple of episodes ago. I think it was episode three hundred and forty one. Uh, he was a fantastic guest. Um, I think you can catch him on Capes and Lunatics, um, one of our brother from another mother podcast shows from the collective uh, so go definitely check out what david has to say there about punisher i believe and moon knight but um yeah but we're looking at this final issue as well um, what i wanted to do I, I, i'm coming fresh from reading it um i just want to hit on some major beats i guess um and by way of synopsis, look, I'm, I'm going to assume everyone has read this by now. I'm, as I said, I'm a bit late to the party. November 22nd was when it was released, so it was a couple of weeks ago. Um, so, um, but I always feel compelled that I must give some sort of summary. So, kind of in a nutshell, we have the final showdown with Moon Knight and uh, Scarlet Scarab against Randall and his uh, Legion of the Unliving. I think that's what they're called. Uh, all the while trying to protect Khalil, who is an avatar of Osiris. Uh, his physical body is being protected in the Midnight Mission by Hunter's Moon, Reese, and Tigra. And Moon Knight is in the City of the Dead alongside Scarlet Scarab, and they fight. Um, they fight the Jackal Knight, which is Randall Specter, who's vying for Osiris's power. Uh, what happens is essentially. Uh, Khalil sacrifices himself to uh, deprive Jackal Knight of Osiris's power. That kind of nullifies Jackal Knight because he's looking quite ominous and powerful. Uh, and Moon Knight defeats him, and he leaves the City of the Dead. So that that's kind of like the overarching, you know, thing, overarching kind of story. But but what I wanted to get into where, where there were some there were some really distinct beats to this issue and I guess before that as well overall impressions uh, look I, I really enjoyed it I think I think this was quite a tight unit uh, by way of a miniseries City of the Dead I think David Popose did a very very cool job he offered something different uh, for Moon Knight we we got um, an explanation or an introduction of Scarlet Scarab um, in the Marvel Comics universe um, and we we were kind of in the corner of Moon Knight 
which was Egyptology based and and deity based, and that was really cool. And and for anyone that's listened long enough to the show, they'd know that I'm I'm really into like the mythologies of stuff. So uh, that really lent into my interest. You know, I I love all aspects of Moon Knight, um, but that certainly did kind of uh, kind of um, stand out more for me as well. Uh, so overall, yeah, I really enjoyed it. I thought the art again was um, was was consistent. I mean, there were again some slight things that kind of make you look a little bit. Uh, and I know this is Marcello Ferreira as well. He's the staple artist. Uh, it has a he has a very much a um, Paul Davidson vibe to it. He reminded me a lot of that towards the end of the Bemis run, where some of the perspectives uh, and some of the figures kind of looked a little bit gangly but you know that's it's not necessarily a bad thing uh but for the most part moon knight looked awesome um in it so can't fault that and and of course the colors and the inks uh, by lyston was really good really did kind of add a lot of depth to moon knight he was essentially yeah again as always just shown as black and white um, we know the texture that uh, the likes of capuccio puts into moon knight which just makes him look totally kind of otherworldly which is awesome this is very different this is more of the um ferrera does more of the the comic book style but i I really do like the colors um sorry the colors and the inks i think the the inks and the the use of the the black and the shadow work really well so one of the first beats i think uh, that really stuck out to me was what happened is like everyone's fighting the legion of the unliving uh, Moon Knight is up against his brother, and of course, there's some sibling rivalry there. And um, what happens is Moon Knight springs all his altars out as um, as an army uh, to fight Randall Spectre. At first, I'm a bit mixed on this. Uh, it, it I I appreciate it being a pretty um, like innovative way that proposes done to to highlight the altars and I totally understand it it is within the city of the dead as well so we're not talking like they've physically sprung out in the real world but um I don't know it just it, <laughs> I'm a little bit mixed on it but you know it was cool it was a cool visual to see all the different moon knights you got Mr Knight you have Bird Armor Moon Knight uh, you have the Fisticon shoe kind of like Moon Knight with a golden um, accoutrement. And you have, of course, uh, Mark Spector as the the more modern Moon Knight. Uh, so, yeah, I was just thinking, oh, you know, I guess because we're so, um, I guess, aware of DRD, because we, we, we are blessed and, and privileged to have the likes of Lena and other DRD systems within our rtk community it's just i i don't know i just like wonder like okay is this um is this okay i'd love to to know lena's response to this and whether it's absolutely fine or, or whether it is a little bit strange that the altars come out um for the most part it it makes for an interesting dynamic because then what you have is not only scarlet scarab in the city of the dead uh, you have now Scarlet Scarab with multiple Moon Knights uh, fighting the Legion of the Unliving, so they can kind of pair off against each other. And it gave me a little bit of a vibe of old school 90s, 80s comics, which was pretty cool, where, you know, heroes were um, 
were facing off one-on-one against particular villains. So we got a sense of that. We got, um, uh, I think someone takes out Master Sniper first, but um, I think Moon Knight did that, actually. But Layla takes on the Black Spectre. Um, but then you have Mr. Knight, you know, in it as well, fighting someone in particular. You have Stephen Grant, who is the Fist of Conchu version of Moon Knight, fighting Chainsaw. Uh, and then you have... Um, and then you have the likes of the, the Bird Armor Moon Knight um, taking on Taurus and Plasma. Uh, so that was pretty cool. A- another thing that, just as, as a, an offside to this first, I'm going to call it beat, I mean, um, to this comic book issue, is the Bird Armor Moon Knight apparently is Conchu. So I found that a little bit confusing because visually we are shown essentially a Moon Knight in old relic kind of Egyptian armor, which we know from the Warren Ellis Declan Shelby run. But here it's very much uh, embodies Khonshu, the deity itself. Uh, so that was a little bit confusing because Khonshu isn't an altar of Moon Knight. Um, at least I don't think it is. I mean, it's very well established that Khonshu is a deity. Um, pretty much as we see later, Osiris um, is a deity within the City of the Dead uh, and Anubis. So it's kind of been established there. So it was a little bit confusing, but, uh, you know, I just rolled with it. It was pretty cool. I, I was actually looking forward to when I first saw Bird Armor Moon Knight to get I don't know, something of like the ghost punching powers that it had or, or something nifty to that ilk. Um, but I wasn't expecting it to be Conchu. Uh, and you can you can definitely see it there with the, the word balloons of, um, I'm going to again, again call it Bird Armor Moon Knight, which is uh, apparently Conchu. So that was a little bit confusing to me. Uh, and then we had, um, what I found interesting as well, we had Mark's altars in the different... Uh, iterations of Moon Knight. Uh, so again, a little bit confusing because, um, well, it kind of leans more into the MCU, I guess, where you had um, in the TV show Stephen Grant as Mr. Knight, specifically Mr. Knight, uh, whereas in the comic books, Moon Knight uh, began as almost like a, a separate entity to the altars uh, and has been referenced as an additional um, I guess alter to to Mark Spector, uh, but now I think in Popoza's uh, story, Mister Knight and I'm going to call Fist of Conchu Moon Knight with um, the gold bands and the um, and the Egyptian relics is Stephen Grant, and Mark Spector is um, Mark Spector is the 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 more standard Moon Knight. So sorry, Jake Lockley. I can't remember if I just said that. Jake Lockley is seen as Moon Knight, uh, which is different. It's not Stephen Grant as Mr. Knight, which we saw in the the TV show. Anyway, I hope I'm making sense. But anyway, there there seems to just be a little bit of uh, overlapping as to who's who, and yeah, it it was. For me, it was slightly off, but again, it didn't really take away much from the enjoyment of the story. Um, I guess my headcanon is that it's in the City of the Dead, so things can morph and anything kind of goes in that sense. Um, But the action was fun. I mean, this whole issue was clearly uh, just action, Um, so that was a lot of of fun. And, And as I said, pairing off between Plasma, um, and you have the likes of Taurus and Black Spectre. 
you eventually get, you know, the big bad, the big boss coming in, Jackal Knight, to, you know, tip the scales towards the bad guys. Uh, at the moment, um, during the, the comic book series, he has that power of Osiris. He's tapped into it. He, he's kind of drawn it from Khalil, and Khalil is on um, death's door, so to speak. Um, so he's really having uh, the measure of Moon Knight there. Um, what was really cool, we see, is uh, a bit more of Scarlet Scarab's power and what she does. And again, this is probably because of the duration between when I read issue 5 and issue 4. Uh, I know that her powers uh, with Tawaret can, uh, can alter architecture um, within the City of the Dead. Um, and she, she put this immense kind of um, focus in... Uh, in holding back the entire city. When Stephen Grant said that, you know, Dear Lord, she's actually doing it, Layla's holding back the entire city, I couldn't actually remember what Jackal Knight was doing to the city. Um, I guess he was trying to tear it apart. Um, but, you know, from this, we just know that Layla was exerting some uh, some great strain, but it was showing, like, a, a colossal amount of power that she wields, which was pretty good. Uh, pretty cool. Um, so there was a little um, little moment there. Uh, you know, there's also I'm going to jump to it because I'm I'm flicking through these pages as we as we go ahead, and uh, it's brought up more towards the end, but it pops up a little bit in mid fight here. It's again the the sibling rivalry between uh, Black Spectre, oh not Black Spectre, between Jackal Knight and Moon Knight, and Randall again kind of highlights his frustration at at mark being you know one the beloved firstborn the favorite one but then he turns his back on it and then he has this huge gripe that um that conchu chose mark to resurrect mark um rather than give himself randall who mark killed um, a second chance at being resurrected. He's got a, a massive grudge there, not only against Mark, but against Konshu. Uh, one of the big beats here, again, was, um, and I think proposed adds a lot uh, of these uh, big moments in this issue, uh, which I've got to identify, is towards the end, where, where Mark highlights that he went out of his way to try and save Khalil, because Khalil reminded him of actually Randall. His, his younger brother, uh, which was a huge admittance um, to, to Randall, who was by at that stage towards the end of the comic a quite a broken person. Um, so there's that kind of familial bond and love um, that comes through to Mark. Uh, and I thought that was pretty, I thought that was pretty cool. Um, it, it, it kind of was always there, I guess. I mean... You know, everyone who who's anyone who's read Moon Knight knows that Randall Spector is obviously Mark Spector's brother. Um, so I, I think I had that in the back of my mind with Khalil, like, you know, a young boy. Um, it, it kind of like, it made sense. It, it, what I'm trying to say was that we weren't fed it kind of in a very obvious way throughout the miniseries. And I think that's a good thing. Like, you know, Proposer doesn't put it on the nose that that Mark has this affinity with Khalil because he sees Randall in it. But I think everyone, you know, in hindsight can probably 
um, put those dots together and, and see that. I mean, I certainly didn't. I, I just thought it was just um, Moon Knight's uh, heroics and, um, you know, just, just doing the right thing, which compelled him to, to help Khalil. Uh, I didn't see there there being that connection that he identified with Khalil. He identified Randall. Um, but it makes sense. So I, I, loved, I loved the kind of subtle... Uh, the subtle use of that from Popose and, and then him just kind of just mentioning it towards the end of the issue and you kind of go, ah, oh, yeah. I don't know. It just made me feel very satisfied um, with it. Yeah, albeit it's it's five issues. I, I get it. Um, so it can seem to be a little rushed and, and maybe forced, but I think I think it was really well handled by Popose. It's, you know, absolutely just not kind of hammering that point home throughout the five issues. Um, but but just telling us something that we, we kind of uh, perceived in some way. So I guess that's what I'm saying for that. So that was cool. Um, as we go through, yeah, another... So going from that nice little subtle point to something that I, I don't know, I just find didn't work for me. Though, again, I can totally understand why Propose did it and, and to kind of move the story forward and it, it fits perfectly in the puzzle uh, of the story uh, and, and the creation that Propose has done, but it is Khalil killing himself in order to save Moon Knight and to save everyone else. Um, you know, we're talking about a fictional character here, but... Uh, I mean, just again, the way it was framed with Khalil being your just everyday, just like very innocuous civilian. Um, and who am I to judge? I mean, like I don't know. I mean, there might be a whole backstory on Khalil. Uh, and we do get a sense of it as well. Towards the end, again, a nice little touch. I'll get to that later. But we get a sense of, you know, to me, he's like just a, a normal person. He's not like a superhero or whatever. And granted, he's he's a certain age, as well, uh, he's he's quite young. Uh, I don't think he's even in his mid-teens. He's he's quite young, but for someone to that age to make a huge decision to kill themselves, I think is a little bit unbelievable. And, and I, I'm laughing. I know you're probably thinking you think that's unbelievable. Look, you're in you're reading a story about the city of the dead with Egyptian gods. I, I get it, but it's just uh, I don't know that kind of stuck out to me and I was kind of like mm, I don't know if he would do it but again I, I understand what Propose is setting up you know if, if you take away the fact that he's a young boy and that he's um, just a normal everyday person to move the story along of course I mean to get to the next step um, and to nullify Osiris Killer has to do this either that or Mark Moon Knight does add, oh actually that would probably be pretty cool maybe a little bit dark but Moon Knight does the ultimate thing and although he wants to save Khalil for the greater part of the city of the dead or or the world in or the universe um he kills Khalil that would have been a huge step um and can you imagine the absolute guilt that Mark or Moon Knight would have felt in doing that but having to do so having to make that choice you know you always get that trope of in the movies, oh look, do you save the one person or do you you, 
you sacrifice them to save billions. And generally, you know, you get that trope of someone choosing to save that one individual because it's, you know, it's the right thing to do. I think that would have turned it on its head, you know, if Mark just said, okay, well, in order to save the world, I'm going to have to kill this child. But I don't know how that would go down. I don't know whether editorial would say, no, no, that's just too much. It, it is a little bit gory here as well. I mean, we, we see it in silhouette, but Khalil does like, stab himself with a um what do you call them a, a, a scimitar is that is that what you call them uh scabbard is that is that a word anyway he does that uh and in doing so you know that that moves the the story along as i mentioned and um jackal knight is nullified and moon knight's able to kind of defeat him um here we go and then we start getting these other really cool elements these other again what i say beats um we get the first look at osiris the deity within the city of the dead very cool he reminds me of look i'm not a dc reader at all but just from things i've glanced he looks like um is it the new gods or something it's that jack kirby uh creation for the dc cosmic universe he just has that kind of bolder slash new gods kind of look to him um but very cool i mean i want to see more of this i want to see osiris i want to see of course we know what conchu looks like but i want to see the other gods that they mentioned thoth as well you know uh i'd love to see all of them uh expanded upon and in the marvel universe we have this kind of new gods thing from hickman and i'm i'm hoping I'm not following it, but uh, I probably will retrospectively read it. Uh, but I'd love to, um, yeah, to see more Egyptian gods. So that was a big standout for me, uh, and a, a quite a powerful god uh, of death and rebirth. Uh, and what uh, Osiris does is um, basically we see towards the end grant life to not only Khalil to bring him back to life, but to also Khalil's brother, which again. Um, I totally forgot, I think it was mentioned maybe in the first issue about him losing his brother. Uh, and again, you, you see the parallels there with, with Mark and Randall. So I think it's a really neat thing that Proposer's done. I don't think it's too intrusive because, uh, again, you could argue, oh, well, you know, this has just been lobbed on at the end to make that obvious comparison with the two Spectre brothers. But I don't. I don't believe, like, that didn't come across for me. Uh, I think it was really cool. And just the art of Ferreira showing the brothers embrace, that kind of really made me um, feel nice and warm and fuzzy inside. Uh, the artwork, that the facial expressions of them, just the joy of them reuniting was just really, really special. So uh, I really did enjoy that. Um, we also have uh so yeah so osiris being the deity quite quite powerful that was another huge thing from propose from this this little issue and and when i say these little issues because propose had five issues just really to to set up this thing uh and maybe it's not a little issue at all totally this this fifth issue was jam-packed with stuff um uh, and yeah it goes a long way to why why i kind of really enjoyed it and, and the series as a whole uh one of the okay so again one of the mixed things that i have with what propose does bring in here is the again it reminded me a little bit of ang lee's hulk and of ghost rider's 
Ghost Rider's penance stare. But it's when Mark, uh, in order to, to kind of really defeat Jackal Knight, he thrusts his, like, metaphorical heart and his life into Jackal Knight and say, you want my life? You're, like, You're jealous that Conchie resurrected me and I had the, the good breaks and you had no breaks in your life. Okay, you can live my life. And he, and he gives it to Jackal Knight and there's this moment where Jackal Knight's going through it all and going, oh, it's too much. Um, <laughs> there's, there's data overload. Um, you know, he suffered, like Mark suffered a lot. And... Um, Again, that's something I think that's really interesting that Propose has has raised again, because we know you know the first thing I thought as well was that thing about him not defending a, a, a blow and Taskmaster not wanting to imitate his fight style because Mark's very much a, a nihilist um, in a sense that he very yeah very much um, a self fulfilling prophecy as well kind of goes around and around as well. But anyway, so he suffers a lot. We know that. And we know the massive, um, the blood on his ledger, the massive guilt that he has, which um, was was really well shown. Uh, I think it was an issue, or it might have been issue three or four um, that we covered. Uh, but, and then that kind of connecting with what, what I kind of scarily mentioned just a moment ago about, you know, imagine that if Mark's got enough guilt as it is, what if he is the one that sacrifices Khalil, I mean, that would have been huge. Anyway, um, yeah, I, I found, though, look, it's <laughs> a bit weird. Uh, I couldn't see that as being something that was weaponized for for Moon Knight. Um, I mean, McKay has kind of done that. He's alluded to that as well in the early issues of his run where Noah, was, was it, sorry, not Noah, I was about to say Noah Hawley, where Hawley, uh, that mutant, uh, enters Mark's mindscape and uh, Moon Knight knows, uh, we've seen it, Moon Knight knows that his mind is just so ill-balanced or, or whatever that um, people can't handle it. This is kind of like that but different. Uh, it's it's not to do with um, the the DID that he has. It's more to do with his life experience, uh, and what Propose is saying here is that it, it's so overwhelming. Like this this burden that Mark carries that is too much for anyone else. Again, I don't know. It's a good it's a good um, technique. I just think we've never really seen that before, and and that again that's a big risk that. What if Randall had all that input and went, hmm, okay, yeah, so this is your life? Like, you know, mine's heaps worse. <laughs> so, um, but again, it was, it was a, a, it stood out for me, uh, and it was interesting the way that that was, that was how, um, Randall was defeated. Uh, and, and then that ties in and kind of circles back to what I mentioned before about how Mark saying, well, you know, I, I, Defeated, I mean, not defeated. I protected Khalil because, uh, because I I saw you in him, Randall, and and I love my brother. So that was, um, that was quite touching. Uh, the only other final, I guess, points here that I thought were really, uh, worth mentioning was this thing of yeah. I thought it was pretty sad, and and I kind of enjoyed it. Um. 
it was uh, the saying goodbye to Layla. Like, cause she's kind of bound within the City of the Dead. She's bound as a Scarlet Scarab and to be the avatar of Tawaret, um, to guard the City of the Dead. Um, so, um, Mark just kind of realizes that. I guess he, he knew it. I mean, like, she did say it and he got introduced knowing this. But I guess it's the moment, the emotional moment of reality coming back uh, catching up to him and going oh no i'm i'm getting sent back but that means she's being left behind so they share a kiss and i think it's beautifully drawn as well again from ferrera uh and just the fading into white i think it's brilliant um so a really touching moment there and then he's kind of zapped back into reality he's out of the city of the dead he's back in the midnight mission and we see khalil recovering uh, and as i mentioned his his brother rashid uh, just walks in the door and there's the eye of Osiris kind of lingering. Um, just a little thank you gift, I guess, from the deity to Khalil. You know, here's your life back and while I'm at it, here's your brother too. Um, and I just noticed that now uh, that's a pretty forlorn looking Moon Knight in the back. Or oh, is it forlorn or is he happy? Um, maybe just reflecting upon his relationship with Randall. But he's looking pretty sad there. Um Kind of like that. Uh, and, and finally, at the end, uh, we, we get... You, you, there's a very hero pose at the end and, you know, him swinging away and saying, I am Moon Knight. Um, but we do see Layla. Whether or not... Uh, it looks like... I mean, she is aware. Whether or not it's like Layla in the body of... I mean, it very much looks like Layla, of course, and she's got the Scarlet Scarab. Again, look, I would have loved it if it would just we just left Layla in the City of the Dead, um, and just have that um, that sad kind of like you know kind of little suffering for Moon Knight again. So apologies for my cat, who you can hear they're very vocal these days. That's Flip. Um, anyway, so we do see Layla, uh, but yeah, it is a happy ending because she sees him swinging off, and she says, uh, "I'll be seeing you, Mark." So. It shows us that we'll see her again. I don't think that was necessary. I think we know we know that she's around in the universe, you know, and, and there's that, that hope or, or the possibility that she'll pop up again. I think that's great. I think for Mark, you know, the fact that he doesn't know and she's there, I think that that's a feel-good moment, of course. Um, but again, maybe not that necessary um but again i appreciate what propose is doing there um he's he's uh, i'd like to look where my mind goes is that it's kind of like please explain then you know is she did she break out did she defy tawaret or has she been given a leave pass or is this a person i don't know whether it's some sort of reincarnation is this another person who just happens to look exactly like layla and have layla's spirit in her and you know so it's not i don't know really layla i don't know i don't know that's where i'm going with it but um in any case it was a, a feel-good ending um which is which i think as far as closure and and wrapping up the mini i think propose has done an absolutely brilliant job he, he's put in so much in this last issue and he's he's kind of resolved a lot of things um it's really fantastic so um the only thing that hasn't been resolved, I'm thinking, is uh, 
<laughs> is Jeff Wilde. I did not see him in this last issue. Would have been cool, but nah, I'm only joking. That's a, just a very small quibble. The Legion of the Unliving, their dwelling, defeated in the City of the Dead. Jackal Knight has been, um, whether he's still there under guard or whether he's been brought into spiritual custody i don't know um but yeah that that ends this issue uh and yeah it was i thought it was really good i um uh i think rebecca said she thought it was just like luke she was a bit lukewarm on it um but i actually i really enjoyed it and, and again i'd love to what i'd love to do is read it as a trade like just as the five issues just read it as one continuing story uh, because for the most part, the art has been great. The colour's fantastic. And Propose has definitely brought something new in. He, he's, he's a great um, storyteller, uh, and he's got some really fun ideas. So, no, I really enjoyed it. I would give it a... Um, I would give it a solid oh, 8 out of 10, really, uh, with a, a look at the... The overall series is a uh, maybe seven and a half. I think it, it was, um, yeah. I, I I think it was refreshing. It was something different. Uh, I'm glad that we got it, and um, I think it it lived its stay perfectly. I think I think five issues was was enough to really kind of just just give us that city of the dead. Just give us the possibilities of you know more deities, and this is what you can do. I think that's what proposed is saying. This is what you can do. If we tell a story of Moon Knight, you know, with this angle, and and again, I think he's pulled it off really well. Uh, so yeah, so highly recommended from me as well. Um, go check it out. It it's really really fun read. Um, but before I go, of course, we do have some feedback, and I had it open. But it has closed on me, so I'm just going to have to open it up again. I'm just, I've just got my iPad here. Let me just scroll down quickly. Just a few comments from our fellow loonies. So let me read them out. Uh, the first one's from Dave Mattingly. How are you going, Dave? I believe Dave is the one that has coined our, um, our feedback section. Quotation marks. So thank you, Dave. Uh, Dave's also very active on Discord. Uh, and Dave writes, "Gosh, I hope it is you, Dave. It's 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 um, it's, um, it's a carpe diem uh, is the handle. I hope it is. Anyway, Dave says uh, it was great seeing Mark team up with himself. Mark knows better than to bring a knife to a chainsaw fight. Mark is all heart, more than Randall can take." Yeah, so it sounds like, Dave, that you enjoyed it. Um, and one of the highlights, obviously, was was Mark bringing out those altars to create an army. Um, very cool. Uh, but thank you, Dave. Thank you for dropping that in. Uh, it's always always great to hear from you. Uh, next, Looney, Derek Scott Plummer, um, a seasoned Looney uh, and active in our social channels. Derek says, all in all, I thought it was just okay. I really haven't been feeling the art that much on this series. I really didn't like the goodbye scene between Mark and Layla. I felt it felt way too corny and out of character for both of them, especially considering the current ongoing. Uh, something more subtle would have served them better. 
Uh, also, wasn't a huge fan of how he defeated Jackal. I feel like the whole go into Mark's head, heart, and see how broken or how much pain he has and the villain can't take it is becoming a pretty played out trope at this point. Yeah, which is why I kind of cited, you know, the penance stare. Um, and yeah, I just remember Ang Lee's Hulk, where the Hulk says to Absorbing Man, you know, you want all my gam or my all my radiation, take it. And he, and he, you know, the Hulk's got unlimited radiation. My gamma radiation was was too much for Absorbing Man. <laughs> Um, but you're right, it is a bit tropey, uh, and that was one of the points I felt, yeah, I felt a bit, mm, it didn't fall totally in place uh, for me as well. But thank you, Derek, uh, and Derek uh, continues to say, but in the end, I do like how they introduced Layla, as I do think she's a cool character from the show, but she does feel unique amongst Moon Knight's other supporting characters. Yeah, agreed as well. Like she's super strong, um, and the fact that she's the guardian of the city of the dead is, is pretty distinct too. Uh, I'd love to see her. I mean, we get the glimpse of her at the end, so there's a possibility she'll be in the land of the living. Uh, it'd be it'd be fun to see her um, mix it with, with other characters, like you know, I don't know, off the top of my head, Hawkeye, or Captain America, or um, or the X Men. That would be cool. Um, but thank you, Derek. Thank you for that. Uh, and finally, uh, from one of our valued Patronis and long-time loony, Mario Digicomo, or Digicom, and Mario says, I'll be honest, as a standalone Moon Knight story, it was okay. Not great, just okay. I like that he did it all for an innocent, and Layla is a fun character that I'd like to see more about. However, in the context of the existing run, shoehorning Layla into his backstory as his primary motivation doesn't really work. Now, that's a good point, Mario. Um, that's often a problem with retcons like this, revealing a major character motivation that arguably should have been mentioned at some point in the past. Uh, but couldn't because the character didn't exist, sort of breaks the realism. Yeah, I mean, it's not like it's the first time it's happened as well, uh, but I agree with you, Mario. It is a little bit jolting, um, but yeah, yeah, exactly. Uh, Mario continues, especially uh, since it's been made very clear that Mark sees the mission as a calling, not penance for actions he did X years ago. Frankly, angsting about the past grew tiresome for me. That's what Mario said back in the 90s. <laughs> yes, I can see why other people might like it, but it's just not my thing. Uh, fair enough, Mario. Yeah, that's cool. Um, yeah, yeah, that is a good point about retconning uh, Layla in the past um, and why she's never featured before. Um, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, I mean, in the context of this, so I think, Murray, if you're saying as well, because basically Jed's done that as well with, with the origins of the Karnak Cowboys. Um, and I think David Propose is, is kind of, they've, they've both kind of done that, um, which, you know, obviously must have been a direction from editorial from Marvel saying, you know, we need Layla in the comics. How do we do it? Um, and it always is a risky thing that they are inserted into the established origin of a character and and you know being so important but somehow never mentioned up until now um but yeah that's unfortunately that's one of the pitfalls i think uh, of, of comics they tend to try and do that um 
but yeah, absolutely, it, it is kind of jarring. I do, I do agree with you, Mario. Uh, so yeah, no, thank you so much, Loonies, for sharing your thoughts. Uh, keep them coming in. Keep the discussions happening. I, I see on the Facebook there. I see I've got some uh, discussion threads for Moon Knight issue twenty nine. Um, would love to get more of your feedback in there as well. I see Mario has dropped in something there, so awesome stuff. But that pretty much wraps us for Moon Knight City of the Dead issue five. I've, I've hope you've enjoyed my patented trademark Ray's ramble. Um, I found it a real blast actually. Um, just unscrewing the mic from the stand. I'm, I'm just holding it. I'm just chill, chilled on this couch. I've got the computer on the ground there and I'm just like flicking through the comic and enjoying it and just telling my thoughts. I think it's great. Um, let us know your thoughts as well. Um, or let us know what you think of my impressions as well as uh, the loonies um, that have uh, sent in feedback. I mean, what did you think of the issue as well? I mean, did you enjoy it? Did you enjoy the whole run? Um, or is it something, are you more... Like not invested in the mystical kind of Egyptian Egyptology side of bent of Moon Knight. Be very interested to hear. Loonies, that will probably wrap us up for this episode. Uh, keep your eyes and ears out for, for future episodes. Um, I'll be recording with Rebecca soon. We're going to be doing, uh, of course, our discussion on Moon Knight 29, which comes out... Uh, at the time of this recording, which comes out tomorrow, um, but uh, I'll release that a little bit later, um, so um, you'll be getting this issue, or this episode, just as that new comic book comes out, and um, and then you'll get our review maybe a week after that. Uh, it should be fun, because we don't have long before that final issue, issue 30, and that will wrap out, uh, that will round out this year. Um, as for where we head, I mean, we always do have a little break towards, um, the festive season at the end of the year, uh, just to let you know, uh, at least myself, I'm not sure Rebecca's plans, but, uh, we will be, um, as a family traveling, going on a little bit of a holiday, uh, not overseas, just up the coast, uh, so there might be after, episode 344 or maybe after 345 uh, there might be a little bit of a drop um, a bit of dead air just as I'm away but uh, Finnot will be back and of course just looking forward to Vengeance of the Moon Knight as well still figuring out who the heck that Moon Knight is and we know it's not Hunter's Moon that's for sure um, yes yeah, so thank you thank you once again loonies thanks again to the patroonies thank you so much for all your support um i have turned the tap off for december um so very highly appreciate your support uh, thank you so much uh and um probably resuming patreon you know patreon patronage in in the new year but again just towards the end of the year and due to our inactivity just wanted to to turn that off and um but still very very much appreciate you just you know the fact that you're listening and uh you know um sending in feedback and and um just interacting with other loonies it's, it just makes the community all the more enjoyable uh as mentioned i think i forgot at the top of the show huge thank you to our sponsor clz comics uh, and Sher uh, and dreamland comics from schoenberg illinois I might look to refresh our sponsors. Uh, 
absolutely love both Dreamland and uh, and CLZ, as I'd mentioned before. But um, maybe in the new year, hopefully we'll get uh, a couple of other new sponsors that we can um, maybe, you know, um, get some benefits for, for loony listeners out there. Uh, so keep an eye on that space as well. That's it from me, loony listeners. Thank you so much for listening. Um, I'll be back with Rebecca again for our next episode. Um, tune in. And until then, may Conchu watch over the denizens of the night. Catch you later. Moon Knight and affiliated characters, stories and events are properties of Marvel Characters Incorporated. Materials used and discussed within the podcast are intended for critique and review purposes only under the fair dealing concept of the current Copyright Act. The views, information or opinions expressed during the podcast are solely those of the individuals involved and do not necessarily represent those of the copyright owners.